you have a passion, hobby, or expertise and want to share it with the world, why not do a podcast? The PodStation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash station dash packages. And remember, those with passion, podcast. You're listening to the Business Spotlight exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Business Spotlight. My name is Mark Pollard. Uh, I am one of the co-owners of the Pod Station. And just to give you a brief overview of why we do this show, um, the idea is that it's a resource tip. So each week we get in an expert from a different field. They give us their thoughts, their ideas. They give us some pointers. You can use them in your real world. And hopefully we give that business a bit of promotion and Christ only knows at this moment in the last 12 months I'm sure there's plenty of businesses who could do with just a little bit of help after what has probably been a, an exceedingly well I know a torturous 14 months for them uh, if you want to be a guest on the show if you just email the business spotlight at the podstation.co.uk uh, we'll send you out a, an application form fill it in and it's that simple if you want to check us out on social media you can go to the podstation on Facebook Instagram twitter and linkedin uh, we also post the show on youtube if that's the way you digest it you can get it on all of the major podcast platforms as well so christ only knows how you haven't found the show thus far if this is your first episode um and indeed this isn't the first episode so you can go back and listen to the previous ones uh, you can either go to the podstation.co.uk find the business spotlight tab you'll find them all there Alternatively, you'll find easy links there as well, which will take you through to those podcast platforms. Uh, Simple as ABC. Now, as I mentioned at the outset, we have a different expert in each episode, and you'll be pleased to know that uh, that's not just me talking to myself and a microphone on my own. We do, in fact, have a guest, so it seems an appropriate time to do an introduction. Uh, This week, we have Chloe Richards. How are you doing, Chloe? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. This is your first podcast as well, so I promise to go easy on you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> very first one ever. Uh, so, for the benefit of the listeners, do you want to give us a bit of a background about what you do, how you got to that point, what your special field of expertise is, so that people can probably then predict where we might be going? Yeah, sure. So I work in marketing communications and I'm an independent consultant. What I do is help businesses with their brand strategy. So quite often, um, and you sort of see it more and more, that you see people saying, you know, they want to sell all the wonderful things they can do or they'll talk to a customer and, you know, we can do this and this and this and this. And the customer just sort of holds their hands up and goes, whoa, that's too much information. So what I do is I work with business owners to help them um, articulate what they do with the customer in mind, because as you know, Mark, obviously, you know, you know this really well, um, you go into your customer is looking for a solution to their problem. They don't care 
what you do, to be honest. They only care if you can help them. So there's a huge amount of noise around, and God, even more so nowadays than ever before. So, you you know, to have a really strong and clear articulation of your strategy and your brand story. Um, so brand story is something that I love because it just tell it's, you know, it's about the people, it's about the how they launch their business, how um, and how they help their customers, you know, and brings that all that together is really, really powerful and helps people connect. So it's a tough one, isn't it, when it comes to brand? Because everyone assumes that the message that they are telling is the right message and that everyone understands exactly what it is that they do and why they absolutely should be the person that you choose how do people realize that either a they're not telling the right message at all or b that the message can be improved if if well was it was it rumsfeld who said the no knowing the you don't know the nose of the nose of the don't yeah, knows yeah, of yeah, the yeah. unknowns or etc or something to that effect so if you don't know you're not telling the right message how are you going to know that you need to tell the right message well, I think there's a there's definitely a point where people come to recognize it and you know if, if somebody doesn't know there's absolutely no point in me speaking to them because you know they're confident that they're doing the right thing and and you know to some extent they might be you know things might be working for them but um you know you sort of there's a another Donald Miller is I'm a big fan of his work and you know he sort of carries on saying things like if you confuse you lose and you don't know the the percentage of your business that you could be losing to your competitors so i think um so there's a customer i've worked with recently who 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 they've been in business for 10 years they're doing really well they're really well known but in a very very small niche and they want to grow but they recognize that you start talking to them about their product and they just go off down the rabbit hole because they love it so much and they're so enthusiastic about it but it's overwhelming you know so to cut through to tell people um, they really needed to understand what their customers were wanting to know. You know, their customers didn't care what the platform did or what it looked like or what they, you know, how it integrated. They just wanted it to be easy and look easy and to be able to tell the, the board of their company that stuff was being looked after. You know, so it's really about simplifying it. And, you know, to your point, you know, if somebody doesn't think they're doing the wrong thing, then I can't help them. But if somebody is frustrated because they're losing business, can't work out how, you know, I've had other customers say to me, well, I can talk about my business, but I use 50,000 words to do it. And I, I know that's wrong, but I don't know why. So, and that's where, you know, we work through a process because it's, it's easy to work. For, it's easier to work through a structure and a process than it is to just have a chat if you like. So that's what I do. I help people through a sort of step-by-step -step process to come to that positioning and then you develop that into you know it works with their objectives develops into key messaging um and then you know you know it's there set up with a strategy and approach there is a misconception with or certainly i find there is a misconception between being successful and telling the right message there's quite a lot of times when i come across businesses that go oh, we're already doing really well in fact we've got loads of business um we don't need any more or we don't need help with in your particular case the the branding message and the communications of that and yeah. is it often the case that some of those businesses are actually 
um, deceived by the reason why they're being successful, i.e. there are other factors that might be at play for why they're doing well. So Absolutely. Um, it, sort of strength of their product, their customers, their existing customers might be recommending them. You know, you you sort of, you, you feel like you're doing, maybe you feel like you're doing lots of, um, you know, your blogging, your um, your website, it's got loads and loads of information on it. You know, so so people produce lots and lots and lots of content now and feel like they're doing lots of stuff. And, you know, word of mouth, a great sales team, you know, can't be faulted. But, um, but if you go to a website and you don't know what a business does, you know, you go to some websites you go to and they look amazing and flashy and they've got wonderful images and but you, it could be in project management, it could be a retailer. You, you don't know what because the messaging isn't clear, but but those businesses think that they're doing it because it, it looks nice. So um, I've my background is in advertising and, you know, the amount of times we, you'd have an ad presented to you by the design team that was beautiful, you know, it'd been crafted and 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 was amazing, but it didn't say anything, didn't tell anyone what to do, was just oh that's nice that's pretty (laughs) (laughs) definitely style over substance Uh, yeah yeah. exactly i mean i come across this quite a lot as well where you you have people who um facebook's a great example a lot of trades people go i'm doing fine i don't need a website or i don't need to change the message that i'm telling i'm obviously telling the right message you get loads of work through facebook perhaps what they don't realize is that facebook is perhaps the the in thing at that time and that algorithms change terms and policies change i mean in facebook certainly things like the advertising rules and and the collection of data massively changed and so the effectiveness of what they're doing now might die away leaving them with just the original message that they thought was selling them um, golden goose eggs when in actual fact it wasn't selling anything it was by virtue of they just happened to be in the right place at the right time um, yeah, yeah. and is that that those are the kind of people that certainly you can help who are successful because it's easy to say you've got the businesses who are dying on their ass the ones who can't generate any work they need help and whatever form that might be they'll probably quite happily take it i suppose the harder people perhaps are the ones who are doing well and therefore yeah. perceive that you're superfluous to to their needs so yeah there's definitely a proportion of people who who think that even if i would if i would you know think otherwise and it's about having a you know it's about having a long term sustainable plan isn't it for your business you know you don't want everything's fine now but the really clever business owners are, are always looking ahead you know they're always thinking well that's fine now but like you say if if you're reliant on one channel you know that could change that your visibility might get lost so um yeah so the ones who are successful um sometimes don't think they need help but quite often some of um so some of my clients that i've worked with are really successful and just want to expand but they've been successful in a niche so they need to learn they need to they recognize that they need to do something to articulate that to maybe a different sector um and how they do that you know it, it takes time and and you know it's all about being concise and clear and really consistent with your messaging um, and if people are concentrating on one thing because it's working for them yes that's great but they need to start concentrating on what's next. You know, 
is is it a different social media channel is it a different strategy are they networking you know but it all comes down to what you say about your you know what you say about your business and what your product or service is and how you that resonates with your customer because if it doesn't if it's not landing it there could be and there is obviously lots of other factors involved but it could just die basically <laughs> when you talk about communications and messages what what do you mean to give you an example a hot tub company sells hot tubs and tells everyone, I sell hot tubs. Is that not the message and the communication? What What is it that they need to be saying, doing beyond that, that will determine whether they get used or their competitor? So the hot tub is the um, solution, isn't it? So so what are the customers looking for? Are they looking for, um, you know, do they love the outdoors? Are they being, you know, do they want to relax? Do they like... You know, do they have they experienced hot tubs in other when they've been on holiday? Do you want to bring that holiday feeling back to your back garden? It's about the emotional connection um, that people make with your product. If you have these uh, hot tubs with the jets that um, and it can, you know, it warms the water to a certain temperature and it does all these wonderful things. And, you know, it's got made from the latest in sustainable product, you know, materials and stuff but nobody cares about that it's the feeling you know and the the ease of you know we can install it easily we can bring that holiday feeling home or we can um you know give you and your family or you and your friends that kind of social element you know it's about party socializing feeling like you're abroad being loving being outdoors but loving the water you know all that all those sorts of things um about emotions and they're the reasons that your customers will buy they don't care if it's got 15 jets because what does that mean to a customer if they if you know if the bubbles are going to hit in all the right places that's perfect so um and i'm not going to go (laughs) when you've you've just described those things there's there's quite a lot in that there's a lot of nuances and and quite a lot of information to take in I guess the other question then I would have is how do you get that across? Because presumably you can't get all that information across in just one foul swoop because I think you said earlier you find your customer has this information overload and they just switch off. Yeah, definitely. So what what I would always tell people is that you need to to start with your customer and think about who they are and, and, you know, quite... I had a conversation about this yesterday, but it's like, but, but we have three different customers and it's just it's okay just start with one it doesn't mean you're excluding any of the other customers you're just starting with one person you know and ideally it should be the person that you think you sell the most to or is your biggest audience so start with your customer and work out who they are you know what are their I don't know whether your audience will have heard of like the ideal client avatar work and all that stuff and and that's really powerful um but it's about researching, you know, again, going back to sort of old fashioned advertising principles, you research who you're talking to. So you're talking to one audience. And so you start to understand who you're talking to and you start to understand what their problems are. So if it's um, women in their forties who are looking for better skin, you know, you know, what is it that makes them, you know, is it an aging thing? Is it a health thing? Is it, what is it about that problem that you can help with so work out who your customer is and that will give you your audience work out what their problem is and then 
why are you the people to do it and and how you give them the solution so back to your hot tubs you know you might be the people to do it because you have been in business you're um you've sold hot tubs for 25 years you um your installation process is really easy you set it all up for people you have a monthly service plan that people so do people don't have to think about looking after it you know you can do that for them you know you take the headache out of owning a hot tub um but you provide them with that wonderful environment that they're looking for so you um so you understand your customer you understand your, their problem you understand why you're the right person and you tell them about your approach tell them about your plan you guide them into buying your product and then the and then the, it ends with what you know what does success look like so you see it um you know the hot tub's a great example that like you wouldn't advertise showing like a, a bit of pipe to show that the pipe is secure from the look water. at this joint this is amazing and we love the sort of construction of it and the jets go at this pace and the water you know the water gets to this temperature and um, it's got 15 buttons 15 buttons love a button then you just you know that's not going to do it but if you if you show a group of people looking like they're having the best time ever in a lovely sort of garden like the summer in england but you know it's all sort of lit and fairy you know there's fairy lights everywhere you know it just it, it evokes an emotion doesn't it and people buy into that and then, and then all the other stuff is is you know supporting so all the other stuff is really important but it's secondary because you need to get them with that hook that kind of emotional connection and once you've got customers in there it makes that sell easier so you can say we've got great customer service and people will then tell their friends you know oh you're looking for a hot tub go and see these guys because because i love my hot tub and it's brilliant but do you know what else they do they come every month and clean it out for me so i don't have to do any of that and yeah i have to pay for it but it, to me that's you know that's worth it um there's a lot of information there um in order to get across your message so how what are the the methods or what are the means the tools in which people can get that message out do you mean sort of the process that, yeah i suppose you know, so i mean how, how how do you usually help people get that message out you've you've sat there you've strategized you've identified what the message is what what's the next step so the next step is to work out where those customers are so you know a lot of a lot of small business especially will be very reliant on social media but there's a you know there's local advertising um one client i've worked with has had a lot of success just through local publications so you know it's through printed publications as well just because his audience is very very local and they're very niche in terms of their um so it's quite a sort of high-end product product um so he advertises in the sort of life series of magazines and that's great you know he um that's the audience that he wants to look for it's not a huge investment on his part but it it's the right investment because he's not sort of shouting to thousands of people. He's shouting to a smaller audience, but the right people. So we work through an um, we work through a process of saying, right, we know who the customer customers are. So you wouldn't be, um, I don't know, you know, if you're looking for mums with babies, you look in baby groups and family groups and mums groups. Um, you know, you, if you if you're selling um, 
tools and kit for building stuff you don't sell them in those groups you look for somewhere else or trade associations pr that sort of thing so it's just working out where to speak to them you know you know there's that that you know where do customers hang out but it's really important because you could otherwise you could be just wasting your budget on talking to people who aren't even remotely interested so once you've identified that and then you put, then you decide what you're going to do, whether it's content, you know, do you need to upgrade your website? Do you need to produce some advertising? Is that outdoors, indoors, print, digital, you know, whatever it is that you decide to do. And then that's when the messaging kind of kicks into play. So you can then be very consistent. So whenever your customers coming across you, um, you can, you're always saying the same thing. So they always identify with you and they start, you know, your messages just start to resonate. And and the thing, the really key thing is to bear in mind, I think with a lot of customers, and, and, and you probably find this as well, Mark, is that you spend such a long time developing this, you kind of get quite bored of it quickly, but you've really got to remember that your customers, they don't see this very often. You know, how many Facebook ads do you have to put out for somebody just to see it once? Or how many social media posts do you have to make for somebody just to see it once? And people don't act when they've seen something once or generally, you know, they need to be seeing it a number of times. So you might be as, you know, completely bored of talking about it, but you've, you know, you, you've just kind of got to suck it up and, and go Keep banging it. that drum. Banging that drum, exactly. <laughs> If you'd like to submit your business to be on the show, simply email spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk or message us on social media at The Podstation on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. What are the major four pars for branding communications? What are the things that just immediately make you put your head in your hands and wish... <laughs> that you were at home with a glass of wine, um, <laughs> desperately trying to forget the experience that you've just had. Oh, crikey. Um, so one is just too much information. So, you know, you see on, um, and you see it on LinkedIn posts, you see it on every, every channel, you know, you just see something that's got too many words and you just don't want to read it. And you think, oh, it's such a shame because you just think you could have, like cut that right back and then drawn people in and then sent them off to a website or or put more detail in the, the, the sort of supporting copy of the post. And But you just nobody will get that far because all they'll see is a, an image that has tons of text on it and you just think, oh, please. Or, you know, you see something um, that doesn't tell you what to do or isn't isn't sort of open about their pricing or you have... One of the things that really gets my goat is that somebody, um, if you are drawn into um, to buying something and the the marketing is lovely and beautiful and you know it's right for you and you've bought the product, is when the back end, the sort of the back end of the customer journey is appalling because you just won't buy again, you know. And you know, I've experienced myself. You know, you just you get excited because you bought something and then maybe you bought it online and then there's nothing. And you're thinking, well, I've paid my money now. You know what, what's going on? And then you chase it up and say, oh no, well, um, you know, we we do this in a, you know, it's a handcrafted thing, so it takes time. 
well, that's fine, but you didn't tell me that at the beginning of the process, so now I'm annoyed. And then it turns up randomly and you're not expecting it. So people don't like the big companies, like, you know, the big brands, but they do it right. You know, you know what you've bought, you know, you've confirmed that it's been bought. They tell you when it's coming. They tell you, you know, they tell you that you've got it. It's arrived. So if it hasn't arrived, you know, that there's something gone wrong and they follow it up and they ask you how it was. You know, it's, it's not rocket science. You know, I keep saying to people, it's it's focused. You need to focus on your marketing because doing it right is important and doing it right and well requires thought. But it's not, you know, we're not sending people to the moon, are we? No, it's it's. I suppose it's lies or perceived lies, isn't it? What you've just described there might not be an intentional omission. No, 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 it's but, but a customer might well see that as you having lied to them about what it is because it's not what they expected or worse still you do just blatantly say something that you can't deliver upon and that that's probably one of the worst experiences i have with companies when when i think i'm getting a and end up getting b and i'm like hang on a minute that that wasn't what i signed up to yeah yeah absolutely and it's and it's you know it's heartbreaking when you see it you know because you just think it's really easy to fix. You know, you've got this system in place and the, you know, it's important not to just appear like you've taken someone's money and then you're like, oh yeah, whatever, we'll get that to you one day. But, you know, because it's about growing your business, you know, repeat business, your customers telling the stories and sharing your business with their network is really, really valuable. So if you, you know, you think, negative news travels so much faster than positive news so to get somebody to talk positively about your brand is actually really really difficult so when people do say it other people listen but you know i've you know i've had it where i've had a bad experience and so and people said oh where did you get that from and i've always said well yeah it was lovely but actually i wouldn't bother because you could probably get something similar somewhere else that's that arrives when they say it's going to arrive and that's a real shame, but I'm not going to lie about my experience. How, how do you deal with that sort of PR? It's almost like negative PR, really. In terms of your branding communications, does it depend upon the circumstances? Is it better just to attack it head on, deal with it, yeah. deal with the elephant in the room, or do you sort of surreptitiously show that you're fixing the problems or addressing those concerns? I mean, is there a one-size-fits-all or does it very much depend on the circumstances? I think it depends where the feed, the negative feedback comes from. So if you've got, um, if you're on your social platforms and you've got somebody very publicly posting about what they're not being happy with your product or something, I think absolutely tackle it head on um, because people will respect you for doing so and you know sometimes it's not always the truth is it you know somebody and there was a story that made it i think to the bbc news last year about was it last yeah it was last year about a pub in cornwall when somebody had given them a dreadful review on TripAdvisor, and and the pub kind of stood up for itself and said well actually you know you as a group weren't behaving in the manner and to which we'd agreed to and this this and this and and they got loads of positive feedback for that and um, but if they'd done nothing everybody would have just assumed that they were you know they delivered really bad service but i think if it's in a public forum always tackle it head on um if it's you know somebody 
emailing you always respond you know as immediately even if you can't do anything about it you need to respond to the query because people get frustrated if you if you say nothing um and then and tell them what you're doing to sort it out and then do something about it so if it's your uh, in the case of you know if it's telling people that things will take seven days to arrive as opposed to two days to arrive you need to tell them once that you know when you order the reason it's going to take seven days is xyz so you know and it's really simple to do and people you know people forget to do it so if they can do that and tackle it straight on and make the changes then everything improves doesn't it and you can and then you've got another story to tell you can say well what we found recently is this bit of our our process wasn't working for our customers we've listened to our customers and we've changed it to make it better you know we really hope that you know you find a better experience it shows that you care about what your customers think instead of you know just making money from them uh, I suppose we should probably caveat the if it's in the public and you deal with it, you should hit it head on because there are, again, this comes back to the messaging, really. There's a way and a means of doing that. It, oh, yeah, you I, should I, I remember, professional. Yeah, I, I remember once um, we booked a holiday to Tuscany and we were just checking out on TripAdvisor before and we'd booked um, this, this, this house in this beautiful villa somewhere and we were yeah. checking it out and people were giving some good reviews, some bad reviews, but the reviews were generally about the person who ran the villa and how they felt. So, some of them thought he was brilliant in his hospitality, warm, welcoming, typical Italian, this is my home, my home is your home, etc. And others felt he was a little bit too pushy and trying to sell them stuff. <laughs> and anyone who gave a negative review was like a bull in a china shop. He just jumped on and, and practically threatened them in some instances. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and when, as I'm reading through, I mean, I quite like it. I found it quite amusing, but I could see many people would actually be put off booking a holiday there by virtue of it's like, well... I might be in the category that quite likes him, but I'd hate to be in the category that didn't like him and therefore I won't put myself in that position. Whereas he could have perhaps dealt with it less aggressively. I mean, that, that's not to yeah. say you don't have to sometimes deal with things that way, but as a large amount of time, there's a way and a means, I guess. Yeah, and I think in a way, you know, you saying that there would have been people put off by it, but actually... You know, I agree absolutely. You shouldn't be aggressive. You should always be, you know, you're in business for a reason and remain professional. But if you're, um, you know, if you are a sort of, people do find it intrusive, you know, for God's sake, don't be offended by it because you've got people coming from all over the world. But actually, if, if you're the sort of person who likes to hire a, a place and not see anyone, then that's not that's not the place for you, isn't it? Is it? So so actually, that's not a bad thing that you know people are honest about to a point. You know, obviously not being aggressive and threatening people, but you know if you're honest about how you do business and the sorts of people that you work with, actually, especially for good sort of coaches and consultants, putting people off is as important as attracting people because if you attract the wrong sort of people, you both become frustrated and then it, it doesn't it's not a pleasant experience then is it you know you do, they don't get what they need they you know you don't get a good experience from working with the customer you you potentially get frustrated so there is that there's that balance between honesty and professionalism so that people you know if your sort of website 
is oh we're all sunny and happy and you're a, an in-person business <laughs> and you pick you're... up and it's a dowdy yorkshireman on the other side of the phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's true isn't it you know like you walk in and janet's there you know going what <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, we've all like, met janet <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sorry to any Janets out there who's just the first name that pops into my head. But, you know, do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, we love our customers and blah, 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 and it's bouncy and lovely and everything's really upbeat. And then the in-person thing is is just dreadful. And, it, you know, it's about getting that consistency and getting that messaging through. So you've got a, you know, you've got a set of words that you can tell to your employees or to anybody who deals with you that that they can go, oh, yeah, I get that. I get what we do. And and I get the reason why we say, hi, it's Chloe speaking. How can I help you today? Rather than, yeah, hi, uh, how can I help you? You know, you just, you know, there's a reason why people should act like that. And it's all about building the strength of the brand and, and making that a customer experience good. So they come back and they tell people and, you know, they become raving fans. For anyone who's listening to this, can I can I just put on the record that one of my biggest bugbears of of a business's message is the use of jargon? Oh yes, absolutely hate that. <laughs> just why? If there's any way in which you can make a customer feel stupid, it's to use words that you look at them and with the assumption that they know exactly what it is that you're talking about, and yet. As the customer, I haven't got a Scooby Doo, but yeah. in in almost in an instant, I feel like I don't want to ask for fear of looking like an idiot. So we just leave yeah. it and go elsewhere. Yeah, you go to somebody who just puts it in language that you can understand. So uh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> would always steer people away. and um, acronyms as well. You know, if if it, if you can't explain it, then don't certainly don't put it as a series of letters that nobody's going to have. A, clue what you're talking about anyone who's ever dealt with me will know that acronyms are banned in all circumstances <laughs> uh, not in meetings uh, don't talk to me if you, if you use them in a conversation i will ask them to repeat it using the full phrase because <laughs> i just find them ridiculous it is and it and a lot of it is about you know people wanting to to demonstrate their knowledge isn't it you know like well i'm definitely superior to you because i know xyz and i'm just like oh no don't it's painful you know and there, and there was a lot of that you know partly the reason i you know set up on my own you know there was a lot of that kind of bullshit that goes through the advertising industry of like well yeah you know because of blah 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 and this that and the other you know we're the right people I'm like oh no just they just need they, they just need the bluetooth head earpiece just to cap <laughs> finish off the outfit don't they when they do that yeah Oh Christ! Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking of several people. <laughs> but, um, Flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit traumatic, but yeah, they just, um, you know, just people. It's about relationships, isn't it? Your customers are, you know, they just want to be treated like people. They want to be respected. Um, you know, going back to Donald Miller, your customer is the hero. It wants doesn't want to feel like it, they're competing with you as the service or provider or the product owner. You know they're the, they're the hero they want to be made to feel like they your hero and you're helping them you know get to where they need to go and um, but if you're there going well we're brilliant actually and we're so brilliant because we know all these fancy words and acronyms and we dress in a you know we walk around in sharp suits all day long and 
yeah, anyway, I, I could go off down a whole <laughs> rabbit hole about that. But you know, it's just make it just makes your customers feel rubbish, and they're going to go somewhere that where they feel loved and cared for and valued. Is that the main consequence of getting your message wrong that people just go elsewhere? Because I suppose when we started this conversation, it's if people weren't aware of it or had never properly thought about it, it's quite an ill-defined definition when you say your branding message or your your means of communicating your your business. So they probably won't then necessarily have linked what the consequences of not doing it are. And obviously we've now covered some of the things that you should be doing, why you should be doing it, and some of the stayaways. But ultimately what what is the reason for this whole conversation? Why is it relevant? I think the thing is, you know, if you if you're not clear about what you're saying and, and it's about clarity. So your brand message, uh, your brand positioning, um people call it lots of different things, but for me it's it's brand positioning is about being really clear and focused about what you can do for your customers and how you help them have a solution to their problem. And the reason that it's important is that there's so much information out there. And if you can't do that concisely and clearly, then people will go elsewhere and that you lose business. So you might be having, you know, you might be quite successful, but you don't know what you're losing because you confuse people or it, it's about having that cut through so that you say something different to your competitors and that makes you stand out and makes your customer or your potential customers notice you, you know, in whatever sector it is. So yeah, it just needs, it's about clarity um, and, you know, and connecting with your customers because that that's the real thing that you want to do. Is one of the biggest challenges these days about trying to get your message across the sheer volume of other people trying to get their message? I mean, social media exhausts me. If I didn't yeah. have to use it for business purposes, you would not see me for for <laughs> anything does. on social media because <laughs> I just look and go, I can't be asked. Um, yeah. There's just so just much of it. Time. It does, yeah, isn't yeah. it? That's exactly it. So, I mean, how... how how do you, a small little startup business, try and get your message heard when when there's a cacophony of noise coming from so many other places? Yeah, so I think it's that that the thing we were referring to earlier about understanding your customer and what problem you solve, but also looking at what your competitors say. So if you look at, um, you know, so part of me working with a, a big business would be doing a full competitor review as to what their messaging is and what their strengths and weaknesses are, um, and there's no nothing to stop a independent business or whatever size business doing that you know and if you're if your competitors are all saying this one thing but you think oh actually i can i can word that in a different way or we do something we do that but we also did this other thing which is great for our customers so those are the bits you need to amplify so that you stand out you know you stand apart because it's so noisy out there the other thing i think is um is not to rely on social media you know there seems to be huge because it's you know it can be really hard and costly but it can also be really easy for people to do that um and just you know be open to looking at other things so depending on where your customers are might you know social media might not might be a tool that you use but not the thing that you rely on but 
being different from your competitors will always make you stand out and you know and make your customers notice you so if you've got sort of 20 um i did this um piece on tone of voice but you've got 20 people say 20 companies all saying the same thing and all sort of competing for your attention if one of those companies says something very different or says something that sets them apart all of a sudden 50 percent of your attention is on that one company and 50 percent is on that other, that other group of people making noise so guess what your attention is going to go to the one person who's saying something different and you know the likelihood is you're going to buy you know it just takes it takes away that you know part of that element of competition so it's a good thing to do all round. that's a lady after my own heart i just feel i need to quantify that this morning prior to the recording of this i did a post on exactly that about keeping <laughs> an eye on your competitors there is a a misconception I've, I've come across it many times where people feel you're you're either being unimaginative or reactive or you're spending too much energy worrying about what they're doing rather than what you're doing. Whereas my opinion is very much look at what they you, most of what businesses do isn't reinventing the wheel. So have a look at what everyone else is doing, see what's working for them and use yeah. it for yourself. See what isn't working for them, figure out a solution to do it better, do it, steal their business as a result of which, you know, capitalize on that, that weakness, but you won't know unless you take a gander. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, building that into your processes and systems, you know, without sort of going into the kind of sort of business coaching territory. But if you are reviewing your competitors, you know, don't look at them every day, you know, just set aside some time to go, right, I'm going to I'm going to look at them this month and then I'm going to look at them again in three months time to see if anything has changed and give yourself some sort of benchmarking to, you know, to sort of see, well, they talk about this bit really well but actually that bit's a bit rubbish and we can do that better like you know like you said identify what it is that you can do better but don't get you know don't get yeah no don't, don't camp outside frozen. the front the front door with a with a, a camouflage blanket binoculars <laughs> yeah. and a camera that's that's not what we're trying to say it's just just touch bases with them from time to yeah, time definitely definitely yeah it's, and it's all part of that process isn't it just to to make you do what you do better is is just seeing what's out there. Absolutely. So perhaps a difficult thing to ask, but what what would be the three top tips that you would give to people about their their messaging that they either need to bear in mind or they need to do? What what are the key three things you should always bear in mind? So number one is put your customer first. So that might seem blindingly obvious, but um, lots of people talk about them. Um, Number two is is what's the outcome for your customer? Not not what your product or service does, not what the details are, but what's the benefit to them? You know, is it getting to socialise again with their friends in their back garden if they if they install the hot tub? Is it you know feeling twenty years younger because you've used this amazing face cream? So it's it's about the emotional benefit. How does your product solve that? And and three is consistency. You know just be consistent and remember that your customer you know will only see things a, a handful of times so you have to keep making your message and it will get stronger and stronger and stronger so you know just don't 
don't change it all the time because it, you think it's not working. You need to yeah, be consistent and, and patient as a sort of three three A. <laughs> that is very much an exhausting conversation to have. Number of times I'm talking to somebody about something and you turn your back and they've gone. I mean, they've already moved on to the next thing. Like, Hang on a minute, we haven't finished doing this yet. Come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the, fi- yeah. the five-minute concentration span thing. <laughs> yeah, and they're off. fabulous well that has been a a, a massively interesting insight into that area um there's loads of golden nuggets there if people haven't picked on them listen back to this because there's loads there if people want to get in touch with you to uh, pick that brain some more hire you (laughs) for your services how would they go about doing that so um i'm on linkedin so Chloe Richards brand story. My company name is 617 Brand Communications. So my website is 617brand.com. Um, I'm on Facebook at Chloe Richards brand story and on Instagram as Chloe Richards brand story. So one of those channels you can find me or you can email me um, directly. So um, it's Chloe at 617brand.com brilliant consistency that's what we were saying it's yes, consistency absolutely. across the board <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's another bugbear don't get me started on bugbears when people have different <laughs> social media handles and different platforms and can you buggery find them from one platform to the next and yet that's another thing i talk to people about you know you go on facebook and they're i don't know they're a yoga instructor and you go on to linkedin and they're a um lifestyle consultant but it's the same business so it's like you know, and that's that's a quick fix, but I think people um, people just set these things up, don't they? And then they don't, you know, they don't go back and have a look at it and and realise to think, oh yeah, that's consistency is quite important in that. Yeah, I, I did have someone who once asked for a website doing for themselves, and they wanted to be lifestyle on the homepage, but they wanted tabs for their other businesses, which was I think they were a utility um, person. They yeah. uh, a travel travel agent, and what was the other yeah. thing they did? Books, as well. <laughs> it was books, and it wasn't on the first. It wasn't on like well well being. It was the most confusing website concept I've ever, I'd ever had. And we sat down and had a, a long conversation about how you pre- potentially try and make that feel like a slightly more cohesive concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never had anything quite that challenging. I've had people going, you know, I want to shoehorn this bit in here and this bit in here. I'm like, no, yeah, let's let's maybe do that for phase two. <laughs> well, Chloe, that's been amazing. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, thank, thank you, you very much for all your time. For the benefit of the listeners, all of those details that Chloe's just provided will be in the show notes. So uh, if you didn't have a pen to hand, don't worry, because if you just click on the notes bit, they'll all be there. I have the power of internet and magic. Um, as, as I said at the outset, if you've enjoyed the show, give us a review on whichever of the platforms you listen to. And if you do want to be on the show and give us your nuggets of expertise, then the business spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk. Chloe, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Bye now. If you'd like to submit your business to be on the show, simply email spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk or message us on social media at The Pod Station, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.